This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Well, another tower has collapsed. First, it was two towers in New York City in 2011. 2001, 9-11. Now, it's a major tower in Miami, Surfside, Florida. Mayor Charles Burkett updated the nation on the deadly building collapse that occurred Thursday night or early Thursday morning in which about half of a high-rise apartment building pancaked down on itself. Twelve stories this condo structure was and at least four people have died and as many as 159 others are unaccounted for it as of this afternoon. Buildings like this do not fall in America, said the Florida mayor. This is a third world phenomenon, and it's shocking, he said. Let me repeat that. The mayor of Surfside, Florida, where the condo fell, said buildings like this do not fall fall in America. This is a third world phenomenon, and it's shocking. I want you to let that sink in for just a few moments. Let those words sink in for just a few moments. The mayor went on to say it was just a sight that we've never expected to see. I thought it was going to be a balcony that had come off, but it was half the building. It's a 134-unit building and approximately half of those units are just plain gone, said the mayor. When asked by Tucker Carlson about the potential cause, the mayor replied that the scene scene reminded him of how the World Trade Center towers 1 and 2 came down nearly vertically after the terror attacks of September 11th, 2001. Do you remember that? How the towers just seemed to collapse on themselves? That's what happened here. Those towers fell in two sections. And the mayor now says how this condo unit fell is really disturbing. The collapse occurred just north of the city line with Miami Beach at the Champlain Towers Complex that was filled with Jewish residents. In fact, the whole town is largely Jewish, according to the Jerusalem Post, and also according to Israel National News that has weighed in on this in a very big way. We're going to take a look at this issue. I remember back... When my father was pastoring and I was sitting as one of his parishioners growing up, one of the psalms that he quoted very frequently was this, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? What would be your answer? The answer is very little, because what the righteous could have done is perhaps 
prevented the foundations from being destroyed. But having not prevented the foundations from being destroyed, they are destroyed and the building collapses. And that's what's happened. We're going to take a look at this, even the words of a researcher who stated the collapsed Surfside condo was sinking for decades. They knew it was sinking. Studies had showed that it was sinking. Did they do anything about it? No. Maybe they had normalcy bias. Maybe they just kind of figured, well, it's okay. It's not that much. It'll just go on. After all, these are uh, big condos, and we're down here in Florida, and this is a great place, and it's on the ocean. It's this, that, or the other. And you rationalize. Normalcy bias. We talked about that yesterday. It's very hard for people to come to grips with reality, especially when the potential ramifications are not only consequential but catastrophic. Very hard for people to come to grips with it. Christians are having a very difficult time coming to grips with it with regard to the issue of our Lord's return. Many Christians will say, oh, yeah, 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 uh, well, yeah, we believe Jesus is coming back. Oh, well, what have you done in your life lately that would reflect that? What have you done to reassess your own life? What have you been doing with your kids, your grandchildren? What have you been doing with your congregation to prepare for such an eventuality that the Bible says is going to happen? It's not just an eventuality. It is going to happen, and maybe sooner than later. What have you been doing? Have you been twiddling your thumbs? Have you just been sitting around? Have you been, uh, you know, just going about business as usual? That's what Jesus said was going to happen. He said that before the second coming, that uh, people would be marrying and giving in marriage and, you know, doing business as usual. Well, that's expected. But what's not expected of professing Christian believers is to have a worldly attitude that they don't take into consideration the condition of the culture, the condition of their lives, the condition of their families, the condition of the body of Christ, the condition of the church. Just think of the church as a great condo tower, a 12-story tower, lots of people living there. Let's suppose that half of them were Jews and half of them were Christians. A 12-story condo tower there in Miami, Surfside City. What would we do about it? If we knew that it was in the process of collapsing millimeter by millimeter by millimeter every year since 1990. Hmm. Maybe you hadn't heard about that. Well, you're going to hear more about it here on Viewpoint Today. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. As always, this conversation with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms, and we're going to see how, indeed, we are facing here in the United States of America. In fact, the whole world is facing this issue as, shall we say, a metaphor. A metaphor for ministry, a metaphor for the life of our country, a metaphor for your family, a metaphor 
for everything, much like the Titanic, much like the Titanic, which uh, Mr. Cameron, who performed, who made that uh, very expensive movie, said it was a metaphor for life. The catastrophic condo collapse, a powerful, prophetic parable for America and the world. If the foundations be destroyed, what can and should the righteous do? Well, in my book, uh, Renewing the Soul of America, we began with a chapter called A Nation at Risk. I want to read after the break just a few words from the beginning of that chapter to kind of get our attention with the concept that this catastrophic condo collapse is indeed a powerful and perhaps prophetic parable for our country. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. The catastrophic condo collapse, 12 stories imploding on themselves. Why did it happen? How did it happen? And what are the consequences? We don't even know for sure what all the consequences are, but I can tell you that people all over this country and around the world, particularly in Israel, are in deep concern. Deep concern. You say, why in Israel? Well, because that city, Surfside, was composed of perhaps 50% Jewish people. And the condos were inhabited in large measure. At least 20 Jewish people are reported to be missing just from those condos that collapsed, not counting the other 60-some condos that did not collapse yet. In my book, Renewing the Soul of America, Chapter 2 is titled, A Nation at Risk. I want to share with you just two paragraphs as we launch into the balance of today's program. In her relatively short existence, America has influenced the world for good, as has no other nation in history. From a fledgling association of 13 colonies struggling to get up and walk as a nation of one people to its position as the nation to which all eyes in the world turn, America has been blessed. One can scarcely indulge in even a brief review of its meteoric rise from the heroic bloodshed of the Revolutionary War to its position as the leader among the powers of the earth without seeing the unmistakable hand of God upon the nation. But, here's the point, but... America is at risk. Now, bear in mind that this book was written in 2002. Well, at least that's when it was published. It was written in 2001. Ah, the same year the Trade Center Towers collapsed. 
that's a long time ago. And perhaps we've forgotten the message. But here's what this chapter 2 says. A nation at risk, but America is at risk. Her foundations are cracking. I want you to think about those words. Her foundations are cracking. And it appears the hand of God's protection is being withdrawn. The principles that made us great have become tarnished. Our moral fiber is corroded. We have been in turmoil from incessant infighting. We've become a nation in which everyone is a minority striving for special interests and so on. Despite the horror of terrorism, our enemy most to be feared is not from without, but is within. Now, this book was written 20 years ago. In order to woo, to warn, to prepare the church and America's citizens for the very disturbing events that were about to take place. Some of them had already taken place. Let me give you an idea as to what even our national news media, liberal news media, was saying in 1992, the, just uh, 10 years before this book came out. 1992, How Our America Dream Unraveled. Newsweek, March 2nd, 1992. Newsweek, January 13th, 1992. The Glooming of America, a, make, a Nation Down in the Dumps. March 2nd, 1992. Newsweek, We Believe That Prosperity Would Create the Good Society. We Were Wrong. Time Magazine, February 3rd, 1992. The Fraying of America. January 21st, 1992. The Associated Press. If America doesn't watch out, it's going to be judged as finished by the world. Time Magazine, April 27th, 1992. Voters are demanding in their leaders the personal virtues they decreasingly demand of themselves. Newsweek. March 2nd, 1992, we unwittingly adopted a view of human nature that assumed spiritual needs could ultimately be satisfied with material goods. Does that not get your attention? That was in 1992, the very year that the Lord spoke to the heart of this attorney who is speaking to you now, saying, I want you to plead my cause in the land now as a voice to the church. Declaring vision for the nation in America's greatest crisis hour here on the near edge of the second coming. I said, yes, sir. We formed Save America Ministries in 1993 to rebuild the foundations of faith and freedom. Then, immediately thereafter, the Lord spoke to my heart and that of my wife one evening when we were out. Spoke to us separately that we were to up and sell everything that we had. 30 years of business, ministry, and political investment in Southern California and go to the birthplace of the nation on the shores of the James River where he would tell us what to do. And we did. We made the pilgrimage, sold everything, left the practice of law after 20 years and said, okay, Lord, now what? 
And it was then that he opened the way for us to begin this radio program 26 years ago to confront the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. And that's what we've been doing. Confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. And we're doing that right now. You see, God is merciful. God knows what lies ahead. And in his fatherly love and mercy, he seeks to warn us. He seeks to prepare us. He seeks to let us know what is coming up ahead in broad terms so that we can adjust our lives accordingly, so that we can prepare. And that's the reason why, before the first coming of Christ, God raised up John the Baptist as the Elijah who would would to come to prepare the way of the Lord for the first coming of Messiah. The scripture also says that before the second coming, God will again raise up the spirit of Elijah the prophet to call the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of children to the fathers, and to prepare the way of the Lord. I believe that's what's been happening. God is very patient. He is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But he's not going to wait forever. He knew that the foundations of this country were crumbling. He also knew that the foundations of Israel were crumbling. The two nations that were built on allegedly covenant relationship with God and had betrayed that covenant. And now the foundations are cracking. And if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And we leave that on the table, that question on the table until the end of the program. But for now, we go back and we take a look at what's happening with regard to this metaphorical, catastrophic condo collapse there in Florida. It's powerful. It's prophetic. It's like a parable, a prophetic parable. Another tower collapse. All right. A Florida high-rise condo that collapsed early Thursday was determined by a researcher at Florida International University to be unstable a year ago. But that's not the rest of the story. The building, constructed in 1981, had been sinking at a startling rate since the 1990s. According to a study in 2020 by Shimon Widonski, a professor at the Department of Earth and Environment in Florida. When Widonski heard that the Champlain Towers South Condominium in Surfside collapsed, he immediately remembered it from the study. In other words, there had been notice. They knew that something was wrong. Something was unstable. The sinking of a building, he said, usually results in impacts on a building's structure. He said that the reason 
uh, for his research was not meant to determine the, the certainty of what caused the collapse. Instead, his research indicated that the building had been sinking at a rate of about two millimeters a year in the 1990s which could have accelerated or slowed since then, he said. And the sinking of a building usually results in impacts on a building structure. And if you have noticed any cracks in, let's say you have a brick house, a brick wall, and you see cracks that are kind of zigzagging up uh, in a particular area, or you look inside your house and you see cracks that are emanating out of the top of your uh, the frame around your doors, or up the cracks, uh, particularly on the second story in your house. Those are signs that something is not right. Perhaps the foundations are sinking, and you need either to ameliorate the consequences, or if the sinking is substantial, ameliorate the problem. The cause. Now, my wife and I had to do that a number of years ago. We had a, a wonderful family room, huge family room that we use for uh, a house church. And we noticed that uh, there were a, a number of places where there was uh, were cracks developing in various places. So we brought out an engineer. And the engineer looked at the situation and said, we can fix this. It's going to cost you $21,000. We're going to have to put 11 pillars underneath this room to shore it up to stop the sinking. Now, we didn't really have the money. We would much have, much rather have used the money for more, shall we say, observable and appreciated uh, purposes. But if we did not do this, the entire structure could have collapsed. And so we elected to invest in the remediation of the problem. Apparently, they didn't see fit to do that with these condos in Florida. And, quite frankly, our leaders in this country including pastors, have not seemed to really take heed to the cracking foundations in this country. They have normalcy, normalcy bias. They're just continuing on, thinking, well, it could never happen in America. This this ship, like the Titanic, is unsinkable. No, uh, yeah, there, there are some problems, and yes, but this too shall pass, and then that's the thinking. But now we're seeing the foundations collapsing at every point in this country. And it's accelerating now, isn't it? People are starting to wring their hands. What should we do? What should we do? What can we do? Well, what we should have been doing is taking heed to the warnings that came 20, 25 years ago. Like when we began this program, We weren't just talking about the politics, the banal politics of our time. We were talking about all of the issues as they related to God's perspective 
on our country and on the, the church. It wasn't the Republican perspective or the Democratic perspective. It was God's perspective. We didn't want to hear that. We had normalcy bias. It'll never happen here. Not really. We'll just, we'll just get another election and we'll cure this problem. Really? Has it been cured yet? No. It's worse now than it was. And the tower may very well be getting ready to collapse. The Tower of America. Daniel Dietsch, who served as Surfside's mayor from 2010 to 2020, warned against drawing hasty conclusions. In other words, don't draw any conclusions. That's our problem. We don't want to draw conclusions. We might have to do something. We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're responding to the catastrophic condo collapse there in Florida. And uh, it is as if it is a powerful prophetic parable for us right now. In my book, Renewing the Soul of America, that came out in 2002, one year after the World Trade Center towers fell, question under nation at risk, what is wrong with us? In a gutsy editorial in Time Magazine's The Looking Glass, Political observer Jeff Greenfield gave us a serious look at our looking glass image. Here's what he said. What is wrong with us? It's in the air we breathe, the things we do, the things we say, our books, our papers, our theater, our movies, our radio and television, the way we behave, the values we fix. We are on average rich beyond the dream of kings of old, yet something is not there that should be. Something we once had. Interestingly, 41 American newspapers and magazines reprinted those words. They weren't, they were not the words of Jeff Greenfield, but of Cleveland Press editor Lewis Seltzer in 1952. So in other words, we were warned about the deterioration of America's foundations back in 1952. Letters and phone calls flooded Seltzer's office, said Greenfield, to tell Seltzer that he had put his finger on the gravest crisis of our country. If Seltzer's diagnosis was correct in 1952, what do you think it would be today? Well, Greenfield gave his own observation. Here's what he said. 
it is finally dawning on us that we may have made a Faustian bargain a half century ago, swapping community and neighborhood and roots for the expectation of a mere material abundance. Perhaps Time magazine distilled the diagnosis most profoundly and succinctly with its blatant front cover on April 5, 1993, declaring the generation that forgot God. Now, if you would like to read a book endorsed by 38 national Christian leaders because they saw in this book the answers, the real answers to the problems that we were facing in our country, coupled with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of quotations from our nation's founders and others, then I urge you to get a copy of Renewing the Soul of America. Renewing the Soul of America. It provides honest, straightforward evaluation and diagnosis, but also the remedies. It's not just a book of diagnosis. Our country is filled with those. What we need is hope. What we need is direction. What we need is truth. What we need is a remedy for the crumbling foundations. Not just discussion about the crumbling foundations. And that's what this book is about. And that's why 38 national Christian leaders endorsed it. It's an $18 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. If you're writing a check, add $5 for postage and handling. Renewing the Soul of America. George Gallup, before his passing, wrote our, uh, our own opinions about the devastating dilemma that threatens our nation's destiny. And he concluded... We are in a moral and spiritual crisis, with 76% of Americans believing that our moral values had weakened in the past 25 years. Now, remember, this was written in 2002. He noted that the public is more concerned about morals today than at any time in the last 60 years. Neither politics nor terrorists created our moral and spiritual slide. And neither can politics or eradication of terrorists correct it. Our politics, our liberal and conservative, reflect our moral and spiritual slide. Former Christian coalition leaders Don Hodell and Randy Tate that took over the Christian coalition from, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. He's been on this program. I know him well. Anyway, they took over, and here's what they said. Even if every leader in this country, from the White House to the schoolhouse, shared our political goals, this nation still would not change. America cannot change until the hearts of the people change. So, if we want to save this great American house, we have to repair and rebuild the foundations, and we better do it pretty quickly because another tower may collapse sooner. 
But for right now, the decay is so great, and the foundations, in many respects, are lying in ruin. What do you think is going to happen to the superstructure? Now, let's go back to the researcher. The researcher at Florida International University, he had done a report, a study back in 2020, that revealed that the North Tower, or the, uh, I think it was the North Condo, had been in a state of sinking about two millimeters a year since the 1990s, or in the 1990s, and it could have accelerated. The town commissioner at Surfside said this was not an act of God. This was not a natural disaster. Buildings don't just fall. The same is true with nations, friends. They don't just fall. The same is true with families. They don't just fall. The same is true with churches. They don't just fall. They fall because the foundations have been destroyed. Now, the town commissioner said if a building had serious problems, we would certainly know about it. But they did know about it. They had been forewarned. But they're pretending not to know about it because they hadn't seen any catastrophic consequences yet. And that's the problem. Our normalcy bias causes us to think that we can wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and not respond to the situation until we see some sort of catastrophic consequences, and then all of a sudden, we start wringing our hands, say, what can we do? What should we do? Well, the time for doing that was many years earlier. Yet in 2015, a lawsuit alleged that the building management had failed to maintain an outside wall that resulted in water damage. The owner who filed that suit had previously sued over the very same issue, so it already had been made a matter of law. It had been in the courts. According to a consulting engineer and adjunct professor at Columbia University, cracked walls or shifting foundations can be clues that sinking has affected the stability of a structure. Indeed, we've already discussed that. I gave illustration of that right in our own home. Yes, it cost us $21,000 to build four uh, 11 pillars underneath that family room to stabilize it. Never had a problem since. Sound as a rock, so to speak. But it had to be done. Unfortunately, in this country, we have been unwilling including most of our pastors, have been unwilling to deal with the moral and spiritual problems that were eating away at the foundations. The spiritual termites that were destroying the foundations. And then all of a sudden, we start getting nervous. And many are still preaching normalcy bias attitudes 
to their congregation to make them feel better, as if somehow feeling better at the moment will eradicate the cracking foundations of the consequences to follow. It's unbelievable. The consulting engineer from Columbia University said the fact that one part of the building was still standing is important. The portion that collapsed might have been tipping compared to the other portion, which may not have been sinking as fast. In between, things begin to crack and tilt. He said there has to be some trigger that occurs. If you have two parts of a building and one part is well-founded and doesn't move that much and the other is not, then between the two you get movement and they begin to crack. Suddenly you get cracking, breaking, and fracturing. Now, I, wanna, I want to use that to describe to you what is happening in our country. Remember, this is a, an amazing parable, a powerful, prophetic parable for our country. And here's the deal. Our country right now is as divided as those condos in Surfside, Florida. There are two towers there. A total of 134 units, something like that, and one of them collapsed. The other one is still standing. What this engineer is saying is that the one still standing was built soundly on a proper foundation and that that has been maintained. The other one was not and resulted in Cracking walls, shifting foundations, the gradual sinking that was separating it from the structure that was built on a more firm foundation. You say, what does that have to do with America? Oh, you might want to listen, friend. When we get back, you're going to find out. It's as clear as can be. This is Viewpoint. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Again, the collapse of the condos there in Florida are metaphorical for what is happening in our country, what has been happening in our country, 
and what we have refused to do to remediate the problem. Until now, we're seeing the country collapse. Now, how is the collapse taking place in this country? It's taking place exactly the same way that the collapse of this tower was taking place in Surfside, Florida. The other tower remains standing firm, but this tower imploded on itself. It had been sinking. Did you know that America has been sinking for a very long time? But primarily one part of America has been noted to be sinking. Would you like to know what part that is? It's the part governed by the Democratic Party. The Democrat Party. Who have come to the place of absolutely repudiating the God of their fathers. Who have made a mockery of the faith that they once attested to. Who have repudiated the words of Christ and the scriptures concerning our life, our behavior, our attitudes, our marriages, our relationships with one another. And their party is sinking. These cities and states that are governed by that party have been sinking for a very long time. Manifested in the criminal problems that are increasing the more they refuse to repair the foundations, the greater the consequences are taking place. And those portions of the nation that are governed by primarily Democrat parties, and by the way, this is not a political statement. This is a spiritual statement. It just happens to be manifested in two political parties. But it's a spiritual statement, not political. The issue is, are we going to be a nation under God or are we not? It has nothing whatsoever to do with a D beside your name or an R beside your name. It has to do with whether you have a G beside your name for God and his son Jesus Christ and are willing to obey him no matter what anybody else says. But the reality is that those who have shown their unwillingness to obey God and their rejection of his authority are primarily Democrats. And we see it in the major cities of this country on the East Coast and on the West Coast. Then we have a city like Chicago and Minneapolis and some of the, and, and even Detroit. We see it in these cities. And oftentimes those cities are in states that are also governed by the same Bible repudiating politicians and pastors. And so we see that their foundations have been cracking now for many, many years. And 
those states and those cities are tipping away from the rest of the country. They are tipping away from the so-called red states. The blue states are tipping away from the red states because their spiritual foundations have been ignored and are cracking. This is very powerful imagery, friends, if we're willing to see it. It's not a mystery as to what's happening in our country. It's not a mystery at all. It's very clear. If we have any desire whatsoever to correct this problem, it's going to have to begin first in God's house, among pastor and people alike. Can't continue to play with the normalcy bias. Can't continue to play politics. It's not about politics. It's about spiritual truth and truly trusting God. That's what it's all about. That's what God cares about. He doesn't care about all the other stuff that you're talking about. Those are incidental They're consequential, but they're not the fundamental problem. The fundamental problem is that our moral and spiritual foundations are destroyed. And they're more destroyed in blue states than in red states. That doesn't mean that they're not being destroyed in red states. They are. But they're much more destroyed in blue states. And that's why the family is collapsing in blue states. That's why the crime rate is so many, many, many times higher in blue states. That's why the unwed childbirth rate is many, many times higher in blue states. That's why the abortion rate is much higher in blue states. All of these are the cracks that are revealing how our foundations have been ignored and destroyed. Is anybody listening? So don't think that you can pussyfoot around, Pastor, and play nice. If you knew that your house was falling down, would you do anything about it or just pray over it? You see, God is looking for people who are willing to engage in the reality, not wringing their hands and not just looking for political solutions. The problem is not political. The problem is spiritual, revealed in a moral deterioration that is destroying the land of the free, increasingly causing it to become only the home of the brave. Now, Report from the Jerusalem Post today, 20 Jews are among the missing persons. Well, that's of interest in Israel. That whole community is largely Jewish. That's fine. But here's the problem. The cracking foundations and the deterioration affects both Jew and Gentile. 
just like the embracing of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and walking with him in truth affects both Jew and Gentile who will believe him. Even so, the deterioration of the moral and spiritual foundations affects also Jew and Gentile. Now, our president amazingly declared the state of Florida an emergency because of the collapse of this tower. An emergency. He's trying to play nice. Friends, it's long past time to declare an emergency there. He should have been declaring an emergency at the border. He should have been declaring an emergency with the uh, unwed childbirth in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. 80% of the children born there are born out of wedlock. 80%. Is that not an emergency? Daniel pointed uh, uh, Patrick Moynihan back in the 60s as a Democratic senator warned the country warned the Congress. He said, we're defining deviancy down. If we don't get a hold of this, the entire black family is going to deteriorate. We're going to have problems all over the country. But instead, they played politics to try to curry favor and seduce black America into total dependency upon the Democratic Party. And look what's happened. Greater deterioration of the black family that has incurred, according to one black spokesperson in Ebony Magazine, greater than in all of the 14 decades since slavery, just in the last 30 years. So, the next question comes. This comes from Israel National News. Well, how do we cope with this? What can we do? Listen to this language. What can we do to prepare ourselves for what is yet to come? What steps can we take despite such unbelievable circumstances? Well, let me tell you what steps you can take. I'm not going to give you the steps they say because those steps aren't going to help anybody other than make them feel good for a little bit. The steps we need to take are to repent, to ask the Lord in honesty and in humility and in truth, Lord, is it I? Have I been betraying you in my life, by my life, before the people? Is my life revealing the fact that I say that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ? Or am I a hypocrite? My family, the way I handle my taxes, the way I handle my business, the way I respond on the telephone, the entertainment that I engage in, how I use my resources. Do these reflect that I have a strong moral and spiritual foundation? 
that I'm teaching my children with diligence, that I'm not leaving it up to the pastor, I'm not leaving it up to the youth leader, I'm not leaving it up to anybody else. I realize I'm the father, I'm the mother, and I have the responsibility to do this. Does that look like you or somebody else? Or are your foundations cracking? What can we do? It's very simple. Repent and truly believe the gospel. You see, the Jewish people on Pentecost came to Peter with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit right there in Acts chapter 2. And he preached. And here's what the people said. What can or should we do? Peter's answer, repent and believe the gospel. Don't just believe the gospel, repent. In other words, agree with God's assessment of your life, agree with God's assessment of your family, agree with God's assessment of your church, agree with God's assessment of your community, agree with God's assessment of your nation, and stop playing pretend. Confess honestly without excuse. Then respond by faith Trust in God. You make the choice, and he'll help you make the necessary changes. Well, one boy got pulled out of the rubble today, miraculously rescued. You know what the Bible says in the book of Jude? Pull them out of the fire. Pull them out of the fire. Whatever it takes, pull them out. Grab them violently. Pull them out of the fire so they don't be destroyed. Do we have that attitude, or are we still completely enveloped by normalcy bias? Paralyzed. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, friends. Get get a copy of the book, Renewing the Soul of America, an $18 book, yours for $15. On our website, saveus.org. Write to us. Call us. Become a partner, friends. This is tough stuff. It's time to join together. God bless. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.